Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy that you're here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have an episode for you. We have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling frisky. I shook, I shook off a, I sh- I shook off a hangover today, which I'm not surprised that I had. One thing about me, when I'm going out and I'm drinking, I'm pretending as if I have no experience in it whatsoever. I'm going to mix things that shouldn't be mixed. I'm going to drink. You know, I just want to go out and have a good night with my girls. And me and my girlies went out to dinner last night and I was drinking Mezcal. Okay, so I had three Mezcal drinks. Three? Yes, three, girl. I can't believe it either. Who was that? And then we went out and get, guess what? Had a, had a beer. Oh, okay. Someone's stomach is going to hurt tomorrow. And then guess what? After the beers, I had a, a glass of white wine. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that I woke up this morning gasping for air and I was fully naked. I haven't woken up butt naked, but naked, girl. I wasn't wearing underwear. Where's my underwear? I don't know. I woke up. I made eye contact with Robert. I said, what the hell? I'm naked, buddy. And he was looking at me like, girl, we know. Trust me. (laughs) But it was a beautiful day today in New York. Gorgeous Sunday. Gorgy. 65 degrees. You could walk around in a T-shirt if you wanted to. How nice is that? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We love it. Uh, my parents came over yesterday to fix, uh, my dad came to fix the dishwasher. Thank God. Because it's been broken and I can't do it. And I tried and I made it worse. So he's like, I'll come over and fix it. But I will also say this. Number one, I, there was a guy here the other night. Okay. And we hate to see it for me. We hate to see a straight man in my home. But I told him, I said, you can only come over if you fix my dishwasher. And he was like, I don't do the dishwasher. I was like, what, dude? He was like, I'll fix the dishwasher. You think I can't fix the dishwasher? <laughs> I was like, hey, guess what? He didn't fucking fix it. Pain in my ass. I'm like, I don't even want you in the damn house in the first place. You're, you're ruining the vibes. You're ruining the energy. Oh, is the second you leave, I have to sage and, and Palo Santo the whole place. Because your your toxic masculinity is lingering in here. And not only are you toxic masculinity, you're not even fixing the damn dishwasher. My God. He's like, what? You think I won't fix the dishwasher? I will fix it. Didn't fix it. Liar. Okay, so anywho, my parents had to come over. And I was talking to my mom about, I don't know if I shared this on this podcast, but uh, I was talking to my mom about, you know, why she did something very um, specific. There was a guy who has an Instagram and it's he's not related to me at all, but he has the same name as someone in my family, as my brother. And uh, it's definitely not my brother. He has a profile picture. All of the pictures on his page are of a family that we've never known or met. Um, he's engaged. He has a dog. I and, I and I'm saying this to really drive the point home that this this man is not my brother and is to not be confused with my brother. Okay. But my mom followed him for years and years. And she, uh, unbeknownst to me, 
she had been messaging him. Because one thing about my mom, she's going to DM you 80 times a day. She's going to DM you 80 times a day. If you're in her orbit, if you're a follower of hers or if she follows you, forget it. She says to me all the time, oh, did you see my message? I said, you send me 140 a day, so I'm not sure which one you're talking about. And it's vast. It'll be like, you know, puppy videos and then like a a video of a woman being attacked on the street. And then she's like, be careful. And then it's like a cat. So she's unhinged, right? And she sends all these videos to a bunch of different people. And this guy who she thought for some reason was my brother. After following him, seeing what's on his profile, seeing that that is not this man. She DM'd him every single day for four years. And the guy reached out to me and he said, I just want you to know. Your mom messages me all day, every day. I said, this checks out. And when I confronted her about it, she said, well, he should have told me. I'm like, you should have known. (laughs) (laughs) You got to love Ellen. You got to love Ellen. Um, You guys, I'm drinking a special drink. I'm drinking a special drink. It's, you know, that stuff. And I I know you guys are going to probably hate this because it's like a zero sugar drink. I know those aren't really good for you because they have like probably aspartame in them. But God, do I love aspartame? Woo! I don't care. (laughs) See if I care if I drink aspartame. I don't care, you guys. It tastes good. I don't know exactly. Like, I can't explain it. I like it. But... I'm drinking the sparkling ice um, seltzer and it's like one of those ones. Yeah. Like zero sugar. It's black cherry flavor. Okay. Already sign me up for that. I love cherry flavor, anything. And you mix it with, you put it in a cup with ice and you mix it with a little bit of cream. Don't knock until you try it. Put a little bit of heavy cream in there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So I already finished it. So now I'm just drinking it straight out of the bottle, the um, the seltzer. But anywho, you guys, let's get to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. We're watching um, Love is Blind. The cast is the worst people you've ever met. Listen, last season was the worst cast ever. This is a better cast, but the people inside their hearts and inside their souls are the worst people. It's like they went to they went and they figured who was the biggest, who was the worst person in your high school? And then they gathered them all together and they put them on this show. Aside from this one guy named Brett, who I, I think is like the hottest guy that's ever been on the show. And I'm actually shocked that he's on the show because he also seems normal. But then you got to remember, you got to remember these people applied to be on this psychotic show. They're a little crazy. They're a little crazy and they're in the and they're in the rooms. They're on the dates. They're crying. They're opening up to each other about their traumas. And it's like and then they start saying, I've never felt this way about anybody before. You won't catch me saying that shit to someone I've been with for one year. It'll take me about a year and a half for that. (laughs) In a serious way, It, it really, really will. Cause I'm always, I'm always like, mm. 
little hesitant, but these girls just go straight. They go, I've never felt this way about anybody before in my life. What? Girl, you've known this guy for 14 minutes. What the hell? But anyway, I've only watched one episode. I got to watch the rest of it. Um, all right, let's get to these emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I'm looking at my monitor and I had the worst pimple in my life. And then I put a pimple patch on it. And guess what? It looks worse now. Okay. This one says alert. It says alert. Carly's hot take requested. Carly, a very happy Sunday slash Monday to you and the kitty cats. Oh, thank you so much. This is an email, uh, a formal request for your hot take on a certain subject, ladies locker and change room etiquette. Now I know you're not a gym girly, which in my opinion, gives you an even better and a more objective perspective. Uh, I swim and shower a lot in my local YMCA and you know, the chlorine ridden pool requires whole body lotion later afterwards. Um, not to, uh, not about to be out here in the Midwest winter with parched skin. I don't walk around tits out talking to everybody, but I certainly do take my sweet time in my spot, a la nude, moisturizing and airing out while I start packing up. I love seeing other ladies in our beautiful and regular bodies. It feels like such a safe and collective space. I am of the opinion that the change room is one of the few, if not only sacred, publicly naked places left in our culture. Sometimes I get self-conscious noticing other ladies changing under towels, whipping their pants on ASAP, and I'm just like, am I the weird one? Are people thinking that I'm some type of an exhibitionist? (laughs) Couldn't help but think of you with my fresh baby dolphin skin and like you know who would have an entertaining and interesting take on the change rooms is my girl Carly. Have at it. XOXO, cuddle the kitties for me. Oh, this is actually really interesting. So I don't, you guys know, I don't go, like I'm not in locker rooms very often, but when I used to do hot yoga, I would, you know, be in and out of the changing rooms. I would usually change there and then I would just leave when I was done because I'm like, I'm going home to shower anyway. Like I didn't, I never really showered there because I lived somewhat close to the um, yoga studio, but I never, I, I don't know that anyone is bothered by anyone being naked in the changing room, but I think certain people have their own boundaries of like, I personally don't want to be naked or like have my butt out or have my boobs out or something like that. I don't care. It, listen, if you're in a, <laughs> you guys better pray. If you're in a, if you're in a changing room with me, you're seeing my butthole. Okay. I don't care. I'm just like the girls, we're all girls here, you know? So that type of stuff doesn't really affect me, but I know people that are a little self-conscious or get a little paranoid having it all out in the locker room. And that's okay too. But I don't think those people are bothered by the others that are completely naked. I'm just like, whatever girl, I'll freaking, I'll get naked right now. You know, I don't know why I would, but who cares? We're, we're free. We're, we're free. Um, Yeah, I don't think I don't think if I were you, I wouldn't be um, nervous about it. So this one, (laughs) this email is actually the the subject of it is so aggressive. It says pound town with four exclamation points and it's all in capital letters. Okay, immediately insane. I love her. 
It says, hey, girly. So I went through a breakup in early January. It was a really dark time for me and I'm prone to manic depression. So it was bad. I did the whole love yourself, make yourself happy, happy crap. And I'm starting to crawl out of my black hole that I was in and date. I'm going on a lot of dates and keeping my inbox full because the attention is really nice, but I have an issue that I wasn't expecting. After a second date with someone I really enjoyed my time with, in parentheses, we FaceTimed a bunch and texted every day. I dropped him off at his hotel and went to hug him, and I think he was going in for a kiss, but I didn't go for it. I was just not feeling like kissing him when I thought I liked him. I can't bring myself to be physical with anybody. I'm not sure if that's because I haven't slept with anyone new in over a year or what. If it was a random fuck boy, I know I'd be down to pound town immediately. <laughs> can't imagine. Uh, I'm sorry. Can't explain that one, but you get it. I'm attracted to these men, but can't picture uh, myself sleeping with any of them. I'm usually a very sexual person and used to be able to sleep with most people. LOL. What is wrong with me? I feel like it would help me get over my ex more. I should say I'm definitely still not over my ex. He still texts me and wants to be friends. I know. I know. Um, is this normal? Has this ever happened to you? I need to bang someone car, help your girly <laughs> kiss you right on the forehead. Oh, first of all, I love when people call me car because very few people in my life call me that, but okay. I think everyone has been in a situation like this because there's this weird thing and you guys just broke up in January, which really wasn't that long ago. You know, you were together for, it seems like a year or so. You didn't say the exact time, but you said you haven't been with anybody else in, in a, over a year or so, roughly that amount of time. And there is no um, like agenda of how long these things take to get over. There just isn't. There's no time frame. It's different for everybody. It depends on a lot of different things. So I think there's been times where, weirdly enough, even when I am not with a person anymore, we broke up, months have gone by, I'm dating, there's people interested in me, I still have this weird, almost guilt, like you're tethered to somebody still. And it doesn't make any sense because you could go do whatever you want and it, you know, doesn't matter, but you still have this like thing deep down because you're still somewhat attached to the person and that's completely normal and fine. But what I will say is I think you should follow your gut and, and if you're not feeling it, then don't do it. It, when you meet somebody and you guys have great chemistry and it's like a no brainer, then I think that's fine. But don't force yourself to hook up with somebody um, just because you think it's going to help you get over your ex because that's not a guarantee and it might actually make you feel a little crummy, especially if you go in um, with trepidations, you know? I think that sometimes we're under the impression that just like, oh, if I just like hook up with somebody else, I'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't really work like that. It's not that simple. Um but wait until you're ready. And in the meantime, keep going out and keep dating and, and you'll know when you're ready. But, um, I think that, I think that you're doing the right thing. I love that. I love that you gave him the cheek when he tried to kiss you. You said, don't kiss your right on the lips. That's what you said to him. Kiss your right on the cheek.
Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends. You guys know I love my Nutrafol. Today's episode is brought to you by Nutrafol. They are the number one dermatologist recommended supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. You guys know I've been using Nutrafol for such a long time. My hair has grown like a damn weed. Okay, my hair has grown like a damn weed. People say, how'd your hair grow so fast? Girl, I take Nutrafol. Okay, I absolutely love the stuff. And I can't get enough of it. Recommended by 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists, Nutrafol targets the five root causes of hair thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. With three unique formulas and natural drug-free medical-grade ingredients, you can choose the formula that's right for you. They even offer customized supplements like their hair growth duos. So every day can be a good hair day. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code SKC to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SKC. Let's see. This one says, what's a girly to do? Hey, Carly and the sweet kitty cat angels. Looking for a little advice because I can't decide what to do. I matched with this guy on a dating app and he pretty quickly gave me his Instagram handle to peep and make sure that he wasn't a weirdo. I was scrolling through his post and saw that he had a reel and it's hard to explain the whole thing, but the setting was in a bubble tea shop. I worked in a bubble tea shop in high school where I met one of my best friends and a different one in college, actually. So I'm basically a bubble tea snob. I immediately sent it to my bestie and was like, is this guy my soulmate? She could be in the CIA and she's so good at investigating and immediately notices that he has an abstract Squidward wall hanging. (laughs) I know you don't know me, but between that and the bubble tea, that pretty much sealed the deal for me. Well, how stinking cute are you? You love Squidward and you love bubble tea. And I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, they say I'm immediate. I immediately follow him and he follows me back. We have a cute little chit chat and whatnot and eventually set up a date. Of course I was sick when that day rolled around. So I had to cancel on him, but he was super nice. And we picked a day the following week when that day rolled around, he basically told me that he wasn't feeling like himself and didn't want to have the date when he was feeling this way. I responded super supportive and also wanted to give him an out if he just wasn't interested. So I asked if he wanted to meet up once he was feeling better. And he said that he did. He just wasn't feeling like himself and didn't think it was fair. So I was like, okay, keep me posted. And he said, for sure, I will. The whole thing was vague, but reading between the lines, it seemed like a mental health thing. And he confirmed he did want to see me. Um, That was March 2nd. We've chit-chatted and replied to each other's stories and whatnot, but he hasn't tried to make plans with me. I feel like I should just take the L at this point, but then I flip-flop and don't know what to do. Uh, Don't know what to do. Um, what do I have to lose by reaching out one more time? And then I go back to, if this was for me, I wouldn't be questioning his interests already. And then it seems like we could really hit it off and it's a total mental ping pong and it's exhausting. Anywho would love to hear your thoughts. And I have attached a picture of, oh, of my boys. Let's see. <gasps> no, you have two get <gasps> Stop. Wait, does your gray cat have thumbs? I want a cat that has thumbs. And it's so cute. So she has like a little tabby cat and then a black cat. And it looks like the black cat is the tabby cat's shadow because it is the, oh my God, how cute. Um, okay. So 
with this situation, I would not put any of my eggs in this basket. If he asked you to hang out, he asked you to hang out, but I probably wouldn't put myself out there one last time, especially because when you guys had the conversation, you left it at, all right, yeah, well, let me know when you're feeling better. I'm afraid that if you were to say something to him like, oh, you know, do you want to get together and, you know, go for a drink or go for a coffee or something? I'm afraid that he might just be like, I told you, like, I'm not in a good place for it. And then at that point, you won't even be able to really like keep this like back and forth going because you're just going to feel like you're going to feel like you did too much, even though you didn't. Um, but if it were me, I would just whatever. I would probably not um, respond as frequently as you are just because it's like you don't get to be friends with me. If, if you, we're not friends. You know, that's like, I think everyone when they're dating hits this certain point where it's like, listen, I'm not your, I'm not friends with you. I have my girls where I have my besties. You and I are not chit chatting back and forth. Like, eh, what are we doing? Either marry me or get off the pot. Isn't that the saying? Marry me or get off the damn pot. So I think that you could just like be a little bit more vague maybe I, I don't know if that's the right word but I wouldn't be responding to him as much because you have to think of it as like people having these conver- like being people having access to you and your energy is kind of just like a privilege so why are you giving someone the privilege that's not making an effort to see you and hang out with you if you're romantically interested in them you know that's my that's my opinion um, let's see. And then she gives a really good fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end. Let's see. I'm just going to save it. Okay. I don't know. You know what? I think we all get to this point where it's like, I'm not your pen pal. You know, I'm not your pen pal. This one says embarrassing story time. Hey, Carly, I need to share something embarrassing that just happened to me. I was taking a shower and thought I cut myself on my upper inner thigh. My nails are so long right now. So when I was washing myself, I accidentally scratched myself. There was no mirror to check. So I had a smart idea of grabbing my phone and checking it with my camera. When I unlocked it, the last app I had open was IG. So I decided to use that camera. Oh, no. Tell me. (laughs) Tell me I didn't take a picture with my badge fully exposed and accidentally posted on my story. <laughs> oh my God. I deleted it right away, but I'm so embarrassed. Somebody might have saw it debating if I should just delete my account and leave town. P.S. I love you. <laughs> okay. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. God. That is such a risky game to play to just like open the camera to check to check your vagina to open the camera on IG to check your vagina is is so risky. And this is why now we all learned a lesson. We all. (laughs) I think you probably still can, at least on my thing, maybe it's because I have like an Instagram that's like a. It's like a business page or something. So I'm able to check who saw my stories for like days after they expire. Maybe even like a week after it it, it expires. So maybe you can see if anybody viewed it. But girl, I can't imagine the feeling of (gasps) 
No. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you're going to talk to someone one day and they're going to go, Oh, by the way, I saw like a while ago, you like posted a picture of your vagina. <laughs> Uh, okay. This next one says, I'm the problem. It's me. Hey, Carly and the kitties love you lots. I'll try and keep this short, but I've been going on a lot of dates lately, trying to be more of a yes person. I'm usually very picky and know that I'm looking, uh, and know what I'm looking for. So I get the ick over the littlest things and I can be very critical, but I'm trying to be more open because I don't want to be single forever. The dates I've been on recently have just all been okay. I don't really get excited about seeing them again, but I feel obligated to say yes to second dates with these guys because part of me is like, just give them a chance and be open because you never know. I realize that I'm probably the problem and need to be less critical of people and more patient during getting to know somebody. But part of me also feels like if there's no initial connection, then what the point. I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to balance being picky and not settling, but also being open and saying yes. How many dates do you usually give someone before saying this ain't it? My mom always says that she wasn't very into my dad at first either, and they're still together. So that's always stuck with me too. It's really exhausting being a yes person, but I know I can't just sit in my apartment and wait around for someone. Any advice is appreciated. Kiss your right on the lips. Also in the honor of the final succession season. I know, I think it started tonight. Um, let's do, oh, wow. Okay. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So, uh, a succession related fuck, Mary kill. So, okay. This is such, um, I think this is such a common thing where sometimes we listen, having your, knowing what you want in your head and having your own boundaries and, like things that you're looking for is not you being a problem. And it's not even necessarily being picky. It's like people are interested in different people for different reasons. Um, And that's okay. But I think with me, I keep an open mind over the things that don't really matter to me. Like I don't really have a type of person that I always go for, like looks wise, I kind of am just open, but I know that I want somebody that like I can have that has like a good personality. That's funny. Um, I, you know, there are certain things in my head that I know that I look for when it comes to feeling an obligation to going on a second date. I think for me, the way that I've done it in the past is like, even if I wasn't 100% on somebody, if they made an above and beyond effort, to see me again, I will go out with that person again, because that's the type of energy that I want from somebody that I'm going to date. You know, that's the type of like, um, effort that I'm looking for. So if somebody's putting in like an effort calling, um, you know, not, not to say like, if you don't like someone, don't go out with them again. Cause then you're wasting both your time. But if you're like, yeah, I don't know. But then they're making this effort. I think that you could be pleasantly surprised and stuff like that has happened to me before where I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling this person. And they put in like, you know, they put in good energy. And then I'm like, oh, I actually really like this person, surprisingly. Um, but I think that's the way to do it. If someone's giving you husband energy, boyfriend energy and, you know, and you don't have like fully have the ick, I would say go out on a second date. 
because really how well do you know someone after a first date in in the first place? Like they don't know, you don't get to know the real person for a very long time after you start dating. So I think a first date is really hard judgment wise, but because I'm also like, you don't really know me after we went on one date. Um, it is hard though. <laughs> God, this one just says I shit my pants. Oh no. <laughs> it says Carly. I literally held my shit <laughs> on my commute to work, talking myself down the whole time only to shit my pants. As soon as I stood up out of my car, not you shit in the damn parking lot. I'm now driving back to my house to change my pants. I had to tell my boss that I would be a minute because my stomach was upset. I'm dying of embarrassment. Oh, no, don't be embarrassed. Nobody saw it. Nobody knows. It's okay. Uh, God, my girls really, really do have irritable bowel syndrome, don't you? Okay, this next one says hot neighbors, dog walker edition. Carly, 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 where do I begin? I feel a little nervous writing to you, but I value um, you and all of the other Secret Keepers expertise too much to not come for you for some advice on this question pertaining to a neighbor, um, especially since we're hearing so many stories about hot neighbors lately. I'm curious about what your thoughts are on the situation because I currently find myself, uh, I'm sorry, on the situation, I currently find myself in with my boyfriend of about four years. We don't live together, though we've talked about moving in together before, and we've lived with our parents in the past. Uh, we lived with our partners. Oh no! Let me take a sip of let, let me take a sip of uh of my seltzer before I start jumbling words around. You guys know I need to. So, sometimes my brain is made out of shrimp and and a little mashed potatoes. Okay. Okay, here we go. We don't live together, though we've talked about moving in together before. We both lived with partners in the past and both agree that we like to have our own separate spaces for now, but are open and comfortable bringing up the combo if we start to feel differently. But recently, this beautiful Californian woman with a cute dog moved into the unit right next door to my boyfriend. He lives alone in a small apartment building and she's also living alone next door. Nothing too crazy, but I clocked her hotness and my partner's nervousness and giddiness about her one day when she knocked on the door asking to borrow a drill. We all talked a little in the doorway and I felt his flirty energy and body language toward her. She's hot, so I get it. I didn't say anything about it after she left. Also, not to bring attention to something that didn't need to be brought up. The tension was just something that I noticed. A week or so later, my boyfriend and I were on a walk and he offhandedly mentioned that he had ran into her in the park with her dog and she asked him if he'd be interested in walking her dog three times a week since he works from home. He's a lawyer. He said he offered to do it for free, but she insisted that she'd pay him. What? Girl, what what about what about this lawyer makes you think he's qualified to be a dog walker? Okay, the math is not mathing there. Maybe if your dog has to go to court. But in the meantime, no. I don't think it's necessary for the lawyer to walk your dog. What, whatever the rest of this email says, I a thousand percent agree with you. The girly writing it. I a thousand percent agree with you already. Because something's not adding up. Okay. And I'm crunching the numbers. Okay. 
She says, I felt a rush of anxiety when he told me this, but I didn't express it. I began to spiral a little bit thinking about him going into her apartment regularly, becoming familiar with her space and the dog getting to know him. The way this could start feeling like a co-parenting a pet together that perhaps they should would start hanging out, maybe a joint apartments one day. LOL. I know way too far, but I decided to nod and smile while I was flooded with these fears and didn't end up saying anything about my trepidation. Oh my God. Trepidation. Did I just say trepidation before? Um, about the whole thing. Again, I didn't want to make something out of nothing. And I wasn't sure if he was even going to do it or not. Side note, I feel like it's important to say here that I have said hello to this woman about three times in the hallway and passing since the drill borrowing interaction. And she has completely ignored my existence every single time. But why though? That makes me feel bad and weird. I mentioned this to my boyfriend and he shrugged and said, I don't know why she ignores you becoming very defensive about it. Mm hmm. Anywho, a few days later, he started his new job as her dog walker. Around this time, I also noticed that he had hung up a collage that he made on his apartment door in the hallway, along with some decorative magnets. Not a big deal. It looked great. But at the same time, I couldn't help but think, wait, why all of a sudden put all of this up? He had also suddenly started going to the roof a bunch, um, which he had never done in the entire year and a half that he's lived in this apartment until now. So I couldn't help but think, why now? Just using my eyes and noticing. I started to feel uneasy when I would see her name pop up on his phone in the mornings, though rationally I knew it was probably about dog logistics, but my gut was screaming at me about the whole thing. So right before he and I were about to go to a concert together one night, I told him I was uncomfortable with the whole dog walking thing. It all just came out. I decided to say how I really felt, that I hated it, and I felt insecure and jealous that they were possibly getting to know each other and starting to text more regularly. And the way I wasn't really involved in the whole thing, I told him that it felt weird that she didn't talk to me, but was very friendly with him. And he got very angry with me. He said, that really bothers me that you feel like this. This has larger implications about our relationship. You don't trust me. I'm going to go to the show alone tonight because I have to think about this. Ugh. It has now been three days since he's spoken to me. I'm shocked at the way he responded so angrily. Okay, first of all, he he did. You know what? Let me finish the email before I go on my before I go on my rant. I'm shocked at the way he responded so angrily to me coming forth and letting him know that I feel uncomfortable with the arrangement. It feels disproportionate to the situation and it confuses me why walking her dog seems more more important to him than considering how I feel about the situation. I remain calm and was pretty embarrassed to admit my insecurities to him. So it hurts even more that he got so angry. So Carly lay it on me. I want to know what you think. I know that he and I are separate people and he's of course allowed to get to know his neighbor. Girl, you're being too nice. No crimes have been committed and he can have whatever friends he wants, but is three times a week a lot, like three times a week indefinitely, not just one week while you're out of town. Did he offer to do it for free? Why does she ignore me? And he has no opinion on it whatsoever. Help. Girl, you're being too nice. Okay. You're being way too nice. And he, first of all, he's gaslighting you. He's not really angry about this. He's angry. He might be angry that you confronted him about it, even though your feelings are valid and completely understandable and rational because this whole thing is a little cuckoo for me. Right. I would feel the same exact way. I think a lot of us would. And it's not even like it's so easy to be gaslit into thinking that you're jealous like anytime you bring up something with a guy and you're like, hey, this kind of like hurts my feelings and it feels shitty and I, I don't like it. And they go, wow, you're like super jealous. You're crazy. 
you're just like, uh, okay, <laughs> cool. You know? So I think he's causing a big stink about it because if it was a real problem that, you know, if it was like a, not a gaslighting situation, if it was a different problem pertaining to something else, you guys would probably do what all other adults do that are in healthy relationships and sit down and have a chat about it and figure out where to go from there. But he got defensive because he knows he that like he's towing this line. Like he's being I mean, the whole thing just doesn't make that much sense. And listen, I'm not going to say like, oh, everyone would feel this way, but I think a lot of us would. And the problem here is not having your needs addressed when you brought it up and the times that you have mentioned it. Not having your feelings validated is really the problem there. And something like that, even if it's something so small, like that will send you into such a spiral because I've been there before. Like I, you know, if I'm dating somebody and I bring up something like, hey, this hurt my feelings. And if they blow it off, I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go away. Like I'm going to another country. You know, I'm about to get a stamp on my passport because I can't be in the same country as you because I'm spiraling. So I get where you're coming from. Um, I think he's being such a baby. And the fact that he hasn't spoken to you in three days over something that really if it's not a problem, then why is it a problem? You know? It's it's red flags. And when he calls you, he's going to try and go, you know, you really hurt my feelings when you said, when you accused me of this and it shows me, don't let him do that to you. Because your feelings are valid and he's going to try and gaslight you into thinking that you need to apologize when you don't. Um. And if it were me too, like I, if I saw the neighbor, I would just go, Hey girl, what's the, what's the problem? You know, uh, uh, oh, mine, Mike. I would say to her, I would go like this. I go, Hey, Hey sister. And she'd go, what? And I would go, what's the problem here? You know? Did I do something to you that, that hurt your feelings? Because I say hi to you and you ignore me and it's weird. I had a very similar situation with somebody that I was dating who had this like friend that was a girl who I didn't mind at all. But she would just always like she she would always be mean to me. And I would be like, I don't really have a problem with her at all. Like I never said anything to him about her. I never was like, oh, I don't like this friendship that you have ever. Like, I didn't even really think about it in that way. And then she, um, I saw her on the street once and I waved at her and she freaking ignored me. Right, Stanley? Oh, God, not you plopping right on the keyboard. But, you know, that like bothered me. That bothered me because that's just unnecessary and childish. But if I were you, I would prepare for the conversation and prepare to stand up for yourself don't apologize to him because you didn't do anything wrong. And if he's like, well, I need to rethink the relationship. Cool. Go, go rethink it. I'm going to freaking Costa Rica. You know, I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm going to Bimini. Cause I can't have this conversation with you right now. You know, 
You have to stand. You have to stand your ground when you're with somebody. This guy sounds like I, I'm sorry, girl. I know that you love him, but I he sounds like kind of a douche. Let's see. This one says SOS. I made out with my friend and he has a girlfriend. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't believe you did that. Oh, my God. OK. Hey, Carly, I'm an OG listener and have been listening every week since 2018. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I have also seen you a few times in Buffalo at Helium. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I met you guys and you told me that I looked like a celebrity, but I can't remember who it was. And honestly, uh, how flattering that the queen told me I look like someone famous. Ha ha. I also <laughs> want to give shout out to little cuties, Robert and Stanley. Oh, send me a picture of you. And, and I'll tell you what celebrity I said. I thought you looked like, cause I'll remember. I'm sure I remember your face. Um, she says, anyway, I have this friend we met through work years ago and we've been close ever since when I started the job, I was in a relationship, got married, had a baby and we're getting divorced. And my son is two. throughout this, this friend and I have re remained close. And there were a few times where he had mentioned that he was into me, but that was years ago when we both had started at where we work. Well, he's been in a relationship since October of 2020 and he lives with his girlfriend, but he's always saying how he doesn't really want to be with her and wants to break it off and how he's quote unquote trying now for months, but doesn't want to break her heart or be the bad guy. We went out this past weekend and his girlfriend wasn't there. He asked me to come outside with him for a second to smoke a cigarette. And well, he kissed me and I let him. He was intoxicated at the time. I was not. And I had maybe two drinks at that point. The thing is, I do have feelings for him now that I'm separated and have been for a year. I realize that I do see him as more than a friend, but I'm so scared of taking it a step further, not to mention he still lives with his girlfriend. She seems so sweet, but from what he says, I just don't think that they're compatible. I feel awful too. And the reason I'm getting divorced is because I was cheated on a lot by my ex. Um, so that's a sore subject for me. And I feel like a horrible person for putting myself in that position with my friend in the first place. He was not, uh, he has not said anything to me about it. We've chatted about work stuff and random stuff here and there, but I do not know what to do. I love him as a human and a friend, but I know we can't be any more than that right now. It just sucks. And I know I need to set up some clear boundaries at this point. Okay. So one thing I will say, the first the first and foremost, what I'm going to say is always be wary of people that are in relationships that say, oh, my wife is driving me crazy. We're getting separated. We are separated. I'm going to break up with her, my fiance or my girlfriend or whatever, because I've been with guys that were saying that shit about me and I had no fucking clue that they were saying that we were about to break up. I'm like, I literally thought we were getting married. So I'm not sure where the miscommunication was. Literally, we watch TV together every night and we laugh and we're silly and we eat dinner together every night. We must be living on two different planets, you know? So always, anytime I meet a guy and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, cause like sometimes these creepy guys will freaking talk to you at a bar and like, oh, well, I'm getting separated. Okay, well, call me when you're separated then. Call me when you're divorced. Not you're getting, not you're thinking about getting separated. Are you or are you not single? But they love to beat around the bush. Okay. So always be really suspicious of that. I think we've all, um, we've all fallen for it at certain points um, in whatever way. Oh no, Stanley's back in his big styrofoam box. Hi, buddy. So what I'm going to say to you is 
if it were me, I would tell him, listen, I have feelings for you, but now's not the time when you're completely single. Like, I think we can revisit this, but for right now, like what happened, you know, I get that we were drunk, but we can't do that again. And you could just say what you just said to me. Like, I feel guilty. Your girlfriend seems sweet and you guys need to figure it out, you know, whether you're going to break up or stay together or what. But like, I don't want to be pulled in the middle of it because, girl, if you have feelings for him now and you guys keep doing this back and forth, it's just it's going to do nothing but get worse because it's not only the feelings growing and you're becoming more intimate. And then on top of that, there's this like secret and it's unattainable. And it's that psychology of like, we always want what we can't have. So it's just going to end up, you know, the last time I was in a situation like that, not in like a love triangle kind of thing, but last time I liked a guy that was really unattainable, I ended up, I remember all I remember was listening to a song when I was in the bathtub, drinking a bottle of wine at the bottle. You know, I, I didn't use a glass. I was just drinking straight out of a bottle of wine in the bathtub. And I always laugh about that with my friend. I'm like, that's how much I liked that guy. But he wasn't married or anything. He was just like a he was just a bad guy. You know, he wasn't a good guy. But <laughs> me listening to Simon and Garfunkel in the bathtub. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Me crying. <laughs> Chugging wine straight from the bowel. OK, so you got to be careful. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to uh, set that boundary. Let's do these fuck Mary kills. The first one is garbage man, firefighter, plumber. Now, I think all of these are great. I think, unfortunately, God damn, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? I'm not killing a garbage man. I'm marrying the garbage man. Let's call a spade a spade here. And I, and I don't think that's a shocking you know, revelation for anybody. Marrying the garbage man. I am fucking the firefighter. Okay, you gotta. I'm sorry. And I'm killing the plumber, but I really think the plumber might be the most useful guy. You know, but it's, you know, my hands are tied here because I'm not killing Garby man. And then the other one is Shiv Jerry Willa. God, I hate Shiv in, in succession. Shiv is out. Kill. I guess marry Jerry fuck Willa because that's literally the only option there. Um, but anywho, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a great week. Good vibes, good weather, good energy. I freaking love my girls. Okay. So you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>